The founder codes come from these 12 founder beings that were the first kind of uniquely differentiated energies, expressions of energy from, uh, from source energy, which you can think of as, you know, kind of divinity or God or source or love or, you know, whatever your language is, all of our mental models in our human experience, they require us to use words and to use our brain in certain ways that are woefully inadequate to the task of describing any of these things, right? It's like using a hammer to split an atom. The, two, the tool is too crude, but we, we work with what we've got. So these 12 founder beings are kind of the first expressions of uh, essentially of source energy expanding itself from that kind of first cosmic primordial magnetism of like, you know, that moving out from itself in order to be alive, to experience life. This is the creation of the deep sacred current of life force, which animates and runs through all things. And we feel that and we tap into that at all times. Um, and the more we are connected into that, the happier and the more joyful our experience is, whatever our words for it. So the 12 founder beings were created in this early time period, if you will, time in quotation marks, and they then embarked on creating many universes, many worlds, many realms, many types of beings, um, you know, just all sort of the beginning of everything getting created. This is also in these very early times, uh, again, in parentheses was when time as a concept was created. Time was created as a simple function of the founder beings having the experience of, oh, I made this cool thing. Wait, there was a time before I had this cool thing and a time that might exist when it's no longer here. And so we had this before and after as a concept came into being. Now for the founder beings before we were involved in kind of physical dense dimensional experiences, time was just playful. It wasn't a problem, if you will. Um, but this was also later on as more dimensions began to open up when fear became created because the experience of something created going away um, or the possibility that it could go away was, oh no, I don't want that to happen. And then boom, we had fear. And so this is, these are just important concepts to be aware of. So the time came for the creation of the being that we think of as earth at this time. And all 12 of the founder beings were in the involved in the creation of earth. So I want you to think for a moment in kind of earth experiences, in humanity experiences, through all of our mythologies, our religions, our philosophies, even in your own personal experiences, the number 12 has been a very powerful one um, in many different ways. And I'm not going to review any of those now, but it is just something to think about. And this idea, this kind of energetic, this kind of encoding of this concept of 12, um, you know, it is, this is why it's such a powerful one, because we have this essentially kind of council of 12 founder beings that created Earth and are currently involved in supporting Earth through her evolutionary journey. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, but 
councils of 12 also kind of energetically in terms of kind of light beings or guidance or support um, or connection to other um, beings from other cosmic lives that you've had. This is one of the most prevalent esoteric experiences at this time and more access to these kind of councils of 12 within yourself, within others will be opening as we move forward. Many also understand uh, human DNA to actually have 12 full strands, not the two that we often speak about in terms of carbon-based DNA, but we also have DNA kind of at the sort of plasma level and at the kind of entirely non-physical level as well. Um, not a topic for us here today, but just something to again highlight around this sort of prevalence of 12 in various different ways. Um, I, I, I know many people bring in lots of different things around 12, this sort of 12 original elements is something that I've heard a few times from people. I'm like, oh yeah, I know what you're picking up on there. <clears throat> I also speak about 12 dimensions um, as many do. Um, the, some differentiate even more, <coughs> excuse me, an even greater number of dimensions. My experience is that these are all subsets of those 12 dimensions. And so it can be useful at a certain <clears throat> excuse me, at a certain, oh, I've got to have water, sorry. <clears throat> it can be useful at a certain point in a more nuanced way to be able to think about kind of dimensions in greater specificity than 12, but that's so obscure and rare that it's usually actually just not helpful to talk about. Um, and so when we think about the 12 dimensions, um, this is just another aspect of this, right? Um, Really quickly, in terms of dimensions, I think it's most useful. People often think about dimensions as a place that we go. They're not a place that we go. They're just simply a different kind of viewpoint or experience. And that uh, I, I often find it useful to think about it like a building. If you're in a tall building that has 12 stories and it's all looking out on the same vista, you're going to see and notice different things from different stories. And so from, you know, the third floor, you're going to have a really close up view of a whole bunch of different things. You're not going to be able to see very far out and kind of the close up details may be much more important. And when you move up, say, to the 12th floor, you're going to have a much bigger vista and there are going to be components to what you did see on the third floor that you aren't even aware. Like, it's not that you're not aware of so much. It's like they're just not relevant. You just don't. They're not. They're not something that you care about or that you have to concern yourself with in terms of your view at that at that floor. And so thinking about dimensions in this way makes it much easier, I think, to kind of work with um, what's going on currently, which is this expansion of uh, our own capacity to come into, uh, into the embodied experience of our truly pan-dimensional nature, our, our capacity to uh, access and experience all dimensions within this embodied human, which is really what we're, what we're here to do. So Earth has her own evolutionary journey. Earth is a being. And so she's on her own journey and on in her own arc. And sort of for many millennia, she went through uh, the experience of having kind of a dense uh, kind of heaviness. Uh, maybe we might call this darkness um, or removal from certain aspects uh, of light in various different ways. Um, and humanity and other beings on the planet who sort of live here kind of go along for the ride or very affected by Earth's energies. We are very, very affected by Earth's energies. Um, and then recently she began a new shift 
and began to prepare for another leap forward in her own evolutionary journey. Um, often evolutionary journeys occur in leaps. Sometimes they occur in kind of creeping events, but it, you know, sometimes there are these big leaps that occur. So the turning point came when, uh, recently in the last couple of years when her ratios shifted uh, in terms of ratios of kind of matter to light, matter to energy, light to dark, however you want to think about it, shifted such that her journey was uh, essentially assured or, or, the, or shifted. She basically kind of came to a turning point. She kind of turned the corner, if you will, and where she'd been sort of like getting heavier and heavier and heavier and going down and down and down, she kind of turned the corner and began kind of coming back up and shedding density is, is language that I, I receive and use for that. Um, and she began lightening and moving up. And this has been going on for a while. At the same time, um, humanity's evolution had been stalled. Uh, a blocking kind of counter-evolutionary energy was in place that was kind of causing a sort of like a, like a kind of a trap, right? Like sort of, you know, bumping up against a ceiling and then getting bumped back down again. So humanity would kind of like, oh, and then hit the ceiling and then come back down again. Now the ceiling was not um, part of the evolutionary uh plan. And so it was important for this to be removed before humanity could move along. And so um, actually on February 15th of 2021, that trap was removed from humanity. And then the evolutionary leap forward into homo lumens could really begin. Um, and this opportunity to evolve in this way for humanity as a species was not always guaranteed. So just something to be aware of. Often people get kind of lost in the trap of sort of determinism and fate and this sort of like it's all decided ahead of time. And it's not. <laughs> it's choose your own adventure. So which is also, by the way, the planetary theme, energy theme for 2022 is choose your own adventure. So the energetic sense then in particular have been expanding and accelerating at a rate that modern humanity has no experience with, just no experience and no capacity to understand whatsoever. And none of kind of what's in our sort of normal kind of human toolkits uh, equips us to deal with this at all. And the simplest way to think about this that I find is the most useful is we have this just massive amounts of energies coming into the earth from the stars, not just the sun, but from the stars. Uh, the sun, of course, is a star, but many different star systems are sending kind of energetics into earth. Earth is physically in a different relationship to, um, uh, you know, kind of the, the different star systems than it was in the past, just earth moves through the galaxy, right, as the galaxy moves through the universe. Um, and, uh, and so there's this greater experience exposure um, interaction with uh, these different, you know, photons, neutrinos, plasma, gamma rays, whatever, right, all the different kind of human science words that we have for these things coming onto the planet. And energetically, at a kind of a kind of basic level, the particles that make up my body, your body, our physical bodies, the, these particles are always in motion. Everything is always in motion. It's always vibrating, oscillating. There's like this kind of movement happening all the time in all things. Um, we think of ourselves as fixed and static, but we're not at all. We're also barely even here. Uh, we think of ourselves as solid and a simple solid thing, but the amount of space 
between each of the nuclei of your primary kind of cell, the amount of distance between two different nuclei within you is, is greater proportionally than the distance between two stars in the sky. So pause for a minute and kind of let that sink in, right? Because it's like, what? So there is so much space inside you, inside your body. That is just a really important and really fun piece to, to this journey. Um, so the as you as our kind of mm, particles and at the smallest level, even littler than particles, they're as they're kind of vibrating and oscillating and moving, they want to entrain to whatever kind of what they sense as sort of the dominant energy. So these big new energetics are coming into the planet. They're coming in through us. We are part of kind of the channel system, if you will, the conduit system, but they're coming into earth. They're coming through us down into earth. Earth is doing her thing, integrating uh, these energies. And then she's sending back up her own new energetic signatures back up out to the stars. So we're basically in the middle of this gorgeous dance between earth and the stars, between earth and the founder beings, between, uh, you know, how, whatever we want to have, we want to call that. And we're having our own experience with it as well. And so our particles want to entrain to these higher uh, energies. They want to match them. So it's like, it's going fast, it's going fast. And then so within ourselves, it's like, oh, I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. I wanna be, I wanna be at that place. I wanna be at that place. And the human biology is kind of patterning around entraining to what it thinks of as dominant is a very well understood in human science kind of piece, right? The baby's heartbeat and breathing rate will entrain to its mothers um, or whoever is the primary physical in the room caregiver, the, um, you know, the brain waves entrain to kind of what's going on uh, around us in many different ways. So these are, this is just, this is a big part of why we're having both such an incredible time during this time period and also why it can really flatten us because the body, the biological process of integrating these new energies is intense, it's intense, intense, intense. And so I've put some materials in a section on biology for you and we'll also get more into that in sort of our Q&A discussions as people need. Um, but it is very intense and there are no simple, easy answers. Um, and I wanna just kind of, as an aside, I want to just really emphasize for all of us that this is a biological process that we're undergoing. And often in kind of esoteric or spiritual communities, people will be very glib in their discussions about certain kinds of functionalities around sort of quantum or manifesting or blah, 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 in a way that make it sound as if, oh, you're, it's your fault if you're not having a perfectly good, wonderful experience right now. And this weaponization of spirituality against, uh, against others or ourselves, I don't stand for that. I won't tolerate that within myself. And I will encourage you to not tolerate that in the world and, and for yourself as well. This is a really important boundary to set and to recognize that we're each in our own journey. We're each in our own path. And our biology is going to need supports in different unique ways as we go along, um, because this is intense stuff that we're doing. All right. So to come into where we are now. So we had, as I mentioned, so the founder codes were actually released in spring of 2021. So if you remember February 15th was when we had that trap was removed from humanity's evolution. And then the founder codes were released in spring of 2021, a couple of months later, now the humanity was ready to begin. 
And of the 12 founder beings, we have seven of those are um, on earth in human form at this time, supporting kind of from the ground, so to speak. And then five are in um, other expressions that are not kind of in the physical form on the planet, supporting um, in different ways that are easier or more possible uh, without being in physical form here on the earth. And so all 12 founder beings are very involved and very supportive, very actively supportive, both of earth and of humanity in this evil leap at this time. So the codes um, support the evil leap into homo lumens and which is where the species is going. And the kind of the hallmark of this is the union of the Trinity within a human cosmic and original self, right? So the human self, the cosmic self, the original self. And I'll speak about what those are briefly in just a second as we're close to kind of wrapping up this section. Um, but the, I wanna just point out here that we spoke earlier about the importance of the number 12 and its prevalence in many ways. 12 is also the living trinity. It is a living trinity. It is the two plus one, which is the hallmark of the human evolutionary journey. And of course, we're also aware of how important trinities um, are in uh, human mythologies, religious perspectives, philosophical, et cetera. Um, also just in like our neurobiology in a variety of different ways. We, we, we have lots of different pieces there. So the human self is just exactly what it sounds like, right? It's just the Melanie, it's, you know, it's Kate, it's whomever, it, you know, the human that we think of as who we are. Um, and then the cosmic self is the, like the soul or the spirit. This is the you that has uh, had all of the different lives and experiences um, many of which may have been human, but many of which may have been not human, may have been on different worlds, may have been in different universes or different star systems, may have been different species, um, you know, all, any and all things are possible here. Um, and, uh, and in the materials, I describe something called the sphere of life, which really helps you to kind of orient uh, to which helps you to really orient to the, uh, to, to, uh, to kind of like the mental model, if you will, that will help you kind of get a, get a handle on how am I tapping into or thinking about all of these different lives? Like it's hard enough to even think about the different timelines that I'm in just in this one human self. And it can get a little overwhelming. And so I always suggest with these kinds of concepts that you just hold the concepts very loosely, right? Like think about a wet bar of soap if you hold it too tightly, if you try to get really grippy on like, I really got to understand every little last detail of this, you're going to just pop that wet bar of soap right out of your hands and just lose the whole thing. And if you hold it too loosely and have no useful mental model at all, no structure for thinking about it, then it'll just fall out of your hands and there just won't be anything there either. So just kind of stay loose with it. So the original self, and this is where things kind of get very interesting around the opening of the founder codes in 2021. Um, so the original self is essentially like that kind of first differentiated specific energy burst or energy pearl of energy that is uniquely you before having had any experiences at all. And so the founder codes from last year they awoke within humanity, they opened up or made available to be opened up, I should say, a new star center, energy center in the body. Um, and so people work with different mental models around energy centers in the body. 
it's all fine. Whatever works for you is great. It doesn't matter. Um, but this new star center energy center in the body as described in your materials from uh, the 2021 founder codes is essentially located right kind of in the middle of the human body, um, kind of roughly between the kidneys. And inside this star center uh, opened up an esoteric white hole. And this white hole actually sort of dilates and opens as a, in like a living process and stays open and stays uh, dilating and kind of pulsing through and birthing the original self into the human biology. And this is an ongoing process. And the beginning of this is supported, described with guided journeys and materials in those 2021 transmissions and journeys that you have. Um, also in those materials um, are descriptions and supports around kind of a, uh, a new batch processing, if you will, for closing all of your own lower timelines in your human experience, because of course we have many timelines that we've been dealing with just in our own human experience. And then the integration of those um, other selves, other human selves um, into this, what I'm calling our apex timeline. So this is kind of our highest timeline. And so it's kind of our job to kind of go clean up all those other pieces and support those other versions of ourselves to kind of come in and join us here. And that and also kind of enriches uh, the, 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 the bandwidth here. This also then uh, creates mechanisms for bringing through of skills or capacity of knowledge from those timelines. And then also through this deeper connection with cosmic self, you also are bringing in other uh, knowledge capacity skills uh, or, or beginning to um, into your human from other lives that your cosmic self has had, is having, will have, because for the cosmic self, time is not a, a barrier, if you will. It's not linear uh, in the way that we think of it in the physical world. So then Earth closed all of her lower timelines on January 21st of this year, of 2022. And at that time, we entered the pre-dawn of a new golden age. And we're in a longer period for several years before we really shift into that golden age. But we had a short passageway period for humanity specifically that began um, uh, at that time on January 21st and ran until about April 22nd of 2022. And this was essentially a passageway for our biology to catch up because there was this massive, huge burst of incredibly high, vibrant, bright energy, light energy, but the bio body needs to catch up before we can go ahead and kind of work with that. And so that was a really important piece that was going on. And if you think about what was happening for yourself during kind of those first, uh, during those kind of three months or so, that might make a lot of sense, like, oh yeah. Um, and so there might've been really incredibly beautiful things happening, but it may also have been a time of confusion as well, of a kind of like start and stop, start and stop, What's going on? I don't understand what's happening. I don't get it. Why don't I care about certain things like I used to? Oh, wait, now I'm back online. Oh, wait, now I'm not. You know, lots of different experiences going on for people during that time. Um, now, since uh, so then in April 22nd uh, and 23rd, uh, depending a little bit on where you are on the planet um, of this year, we came through that passageway and um, we came through that passageway in a new golden timeline that we had been weaving for ourselves. We had had six uh, new golden timeline threads given to us at the end uh, of the passageway right before we came through. And 
in our work that we were doing our own individual work during that time, those six timelines were getting woven, the threads were getting woven into one single timeline. And we actually then came through on that timeline, came through the passageway. And since then things have been even more wild. Um, and it's like, oh, no more wildness, please. Uh, but I'm sorry to tell you that is the nature of what's going to be happening. And so we're kind of, if, if you're someone who's having the experience of like, no more wildness, no more big, fast energies, then um, uh, we can talk about that uh, during the Q&A. But I also just want to encourage you to really try to figure out a different approach to various different aspects, maybe of life design or rhythms or perspective, mental models, et cetera, so that you can have a more joyful time and not uh, feel so um, kind of knocked about by it. It's only been, it's been, I was just thinking about this as I was getting ready for this session that it's literally in time, in human time, been less than three weeks since that happened which is just insane because the amount of shifts and massive energies in that time period have been crazier to me in my experience and awareness than everything that's happened in the last, like, let's say two years. So I am just like, what? you know, it's been really intense. We've had massive timeline kind of shifts. We've had like uh, huge schisms even have occurred multiple times in the days since then. Um, and just the other day, we had this really interesting, really beautiful kind of wiped clean event, like the whole slate was just wiped clean. And we and we kind of were invited into this kind of tabula rasa kind of blank slate um, kind of experience, which is really kind of where we are right now. Um, this kind of what do you actually want to be to experience to become now that you're here? now that you've been through all of these different experiences and really inviting, we're really invited to drop all of our assumptions and we're being deeply supported to go um, even deeper into this. And now some of us have been through this kind of clean slate or clean the house uh, experience before. And so I just wanna reference that briefly because um, uh, I also know that in an earlier transmission um, and in some private work with people I've done, where we had this experience of um, speaking of ourselves as a house and like turning that house into like a classic kind of dollhouse where the whole you know front of it is completely open and you can kind of move things around and play in there and stuff like that. And a picking up of that dollhouse and a shaking it completely empty. This wasn't that long ago that this occurred for everyone. And this was a really beautiful opportunity. And then from that sort of empty dollhouse place to kind of put things back in and decide what would actually go back in. And this might, as I'm describing it in words, might sound very similar. It kind of is. It's at a different level, right? If we remember that we're moving up a spiral in the life experience, we're always moving up a spiral that at different levels, as we move higher in the spiral, as we go along in our experience, we have an opportunity to engage at a different level of capacity and uh, ability to see with materials, experiences, et cetera. So it's, a, it's similar, but at a different place. We also having so many shifts happening all the time that this kind of experience of call the question you know, what do I really want? Do I really want this? Call the question. I think this is going to happen several times in the next two to three years. So just be open to that. And again, the more you can be kind of fluid and flowy and kind of just go with it and just let it kind of move you along and kind of, if you will, be the leaf carried by the river instead of trying to fight the river, the easier your experience is going to be. 
Now I know life design for that is, is very, very tricky. It's something that I work with pretty intensely with people. So I get it. That's like not easy to, uh, e easy to, 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 to make happen. Uh, you know, it's like, Oh, that sounds all fine and good, Melanie, but it actually, it is doable. It is doable. I, I do see it. Um, okay. So we are, this brings us kind of to where we are right now. We're kind of in this, uh, in this, tabula rasa time, right? And some of you that may have already become, become into your awareness, then this may be the first time that you're thinking about it. If you've been having experiences very recently where you felt like, I don't care about anything. I used to care about things. Like yesterday, I cared about a lot of things. Why don't I care about anything? Why is everything so meh? Why am I like bored? What's happening? I don't understand. Why do I not want to do any of the things at all ever again? Like, I just don't care about anything. Like that... From my own experience, I would tell you that was the experience right as this was occurring. And I was like, oh, I'm in the middle of this huge timeline schism is occurring and I'm kind of in between. It wasn't a voidal period. Um, those happen a lot and they're very different. This was like, it was a big break. And so I wasn't connected into any, in my human, I wasn't connected into any timeline for a few hours. And it was very weird. And, uh, and I was like, it was like an existential I don't care about anything. Why do I care about any of these things? And then as I kind of started to kind of come a little bit further through it, um, and I think it happened pretty quickly for me just because I have more uh, kind of like experiences and kind of tools on hand, but I was able to pretty quickly kind of understand what was happening, had resources for going to get kind of messages, if you will, um, about what to do and when what to not do. Uh, and you're just kind of, oh, well, now we're going to wait it out. Okay, here, we're going to do this here, we're going to do that. Then I really received that it was like, okay, now from a clean slate, what do you actually want to do? What actually sparks delight and desire and fun and joy when you think about having this be what you're doing with your life, what you're experiencing in your day-to-day, -day, what are those qualities of experience that you now want? And where are you assuming that certain activities are going to cause those experiences, but the break or the schism, the shift, the upgrade, right, into the next kind of apex timeline for yourself has made those no longer actually the most useful or the most aligned activities to generate that experience or be reflective of that inner state. Um, so kind of look at those assumptions. If that's something that you've been doing all along, then it won't take long to do it. It'll be quick. Like it was very fast for me. But if it's something that you haven't really been doing, then it might be like, oh, like a big crossroads period in many different ways. Okay. And I'm not really here at all with the Founder Post to talk about society, because as I always have said, society will come last. Society is going to stay very messy um, uh, as essentially kind of a reflection of what's going on internally uh, with all of us in many different ways. And so I encourage you to as much as possible, uh, you know, kind of unplug from that uh, to the extent that that is feasible for you or feels right to you around your own life path as well, kind of where you want to be.